We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to American Family Radio. More specifically, welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Walker Wildman, and I'm broadcasting live here on American Family Radio. Um, A few uh, uh, housekeeping items before we jump into the topics for today. We're going to have on some special guests next segment. Uh, We're going to have on my brother Wesley Wildman, who's on with us each Tuesday and Thursday, but we're also going to have on uh, Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Both of them are going to come on to talk about a new show, a new program going to launch here soon on American Family Radio. So we'll have them on along with my brother Wesley Wildman here shortly next segment on AFA at the Core. I'm broadcasting remotely today, so if you uh, hear a little background noise um, outside on a patio at my... uh, at my parents' home, broadcasting in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, my uh, my wife um, has uh, tested positive for COVID this week on Monday, so that's why I'm broadcasting remotely. So I hope to be back in studio next week. But if you hear some background noise, uh, I am broadcasting outside. Beautiful weather here in North Mississippi today. AFR.net's our website. AFR.net is our website. And you can go there and live stream the audio there, live stream the AFA at the Core audio on AFR.net. Or you can go to the uh, American Family Radio app, which takes you just about two minutes to download. Very uh, convenient, very simple to do. Just go to your app store, type in American Family Radio, and you can get uh, the American Family Radio app for free on your app store. Our verse of the week is out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 25 and 26. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. That's Proverbs 3, 25, and 26. So do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. Hey, one thing I want to promote, uh, I want to promote right now, and I've been meaning to do this all week, but I'm going to do it now. Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, they help. Uh, lead flights into these far, far away remote countries that don't have access to major airports and don't have access to a whole lot of humanitarian aid and uh, mission work brought on behalf of the body of Christ. And so Mission Aviation Fellowship, these guys fly into all kind of remote places. I mean, they literally fly airplanes into remote places and deliver the gospel of Jesus Christ. They deliver critical Uh, humanitarian aid to these remote villages all around the world. Well, Mission Aviation Fellowship partnered with Change Media to produce this documentary called Ends of the Earth. And this documentary that's airing only, it aired this past Tuesday in about 700 theaters, and then it's airing again tonight in about 700 theaters as well. Um, The documentary is called Ends of the Earth, And it explores faith, passion, and how hope emerges from tragedy. Ends of the Earth weaves together true stories of Mission Aviation Fellowship pilots, 
past and present, who strive with missionaries and local believers to take the gospel to the most remote places on earth. So this documentary is excellent. I just finished watching the trailer earlier. It's called Ends of the Earth, put together by Change Media and Mission Aviation Fellowship. Uh, but one of the other reasons I bring this up today, not only to encourage you to see this, it, it is airing tonight in about 700 theaters. Um, I looked at my local theater. It was 7 p.m., so that's probably going to be the, the case all across the country. But I have about 10 free tickets. I have about 10 free tickets to give away to this documentary tonight. If you can go tonight, October 21st, uh, this is when it's airing in your local theater in about 700 theaters. So I can't promise that it's in your town but it's in 700 theaters, so it's probably, if it's not in your town, it's nearby in a theater. The documentary is called Ends of the Earth, and it's airing tonight uh, in theaters all across the country. And here's how you're going to get your free tickets. I've got 10 free tickets that Mission Aviation Fellowship uh, gave me to give out to my listeners today. If you will email me, email the show, here's the, the show email I will give these tickets, these free tickets. I will send them. I will send you the the promo code um, after the show today. As soon as the show's over, I will email you the promo code. Here's my email address: thecore at afa.net. Very simple: thecore t h e c o r e at afa.net. So if you will email me, um, thecore at afa.net. Email me. I will send you uh, these tickets. I will send you the promo code for you to go and grab these tickets online, and then you can go um, and hopefully take some people with you tonight. Uh, Of course, it's one free ticket per person, and then if you want to take some people with you, take your family with you, you can go and buy the tickets at your local theater uh, or buy the tickets online as well through Fandigo. Uh, So email thecore at afa.net. Email me right now before you forget, and I will send these tickets for tonight's viewing of Ends of the Earth. I've got about 10 free tickets available for my audience here on AFA at the Core. And I'll try to mention this. Jeff, remind me to mention this in the last segment as well for those uh, who probably missed it. Well, jumping right into the news of the day, I came across um, this article, and, you know, this, this whole diversity nonsense has just gotten out of hand and it's been this way for some time now this is not breaking news but the uh, uh, the diversity police and the diversity mob in our country I mean this is all about this is all about pushing really what is what is what has been traditionally and and biblically known as immoral behavior this stuff's being pushed as the norm not only being pushed as the norm, but it's accept or, or be canceled. It's it's tr- be be uh, conformed or, or not be conformed to the to the uh, to what God's word says. But these folks are wanting us to be conformed to what the world says, which Scripture explicitly warns against that. And this this headline tells it all. the The letters being used to describe the sexually deviant crowd continues to expand and here's the headline out of breitbart.com and this is no joke folks absolutely i am not joking about this 2slgbtqqia plus netflix employees release list of demands this group says we need quote more trans and non-binary shows and executives at netflix and so this all started between a comedian 
this comedian, a Netflix aired a documentary. I'm going to keep this simple. Netflix aired a documentary or posted a documentary on their platform, Netflix, the video streaming platform. And uh, the, the uh, comedian's last name is Chappelle. And he made jokes about transgender individuals and I believe lesbians as well. And so this got the whole PC crowd all riled up at Netflix as if somehow Netflix is not woke enough already. And so now these group, this group of employees, the 2SLGBTQQIA plus group at, uh, at Netflix, these employees, this group of about, I don't know how many employees, they're demanding more diversity at Netflix, but not just more diversity. We've got to have transgenders and non-binary folks as uh, as as executives at Netflix, that's a new demand. New demand, but you know the reason I bring this up is because um, there's no end to this. If you if you look at this this quote unquote diversity movement, uh, there is no end to this because the way the left operates, the way the the left mob, the way they operate is there always has to be. Um, there always has to be victims. There always has to be victims. There, it's never enough, and I mean that quite literally. It's never enough. And so they're, they're, the whole the whole left and the Democrats and the Marxists, their entire political uh, game plan, their whole political strategy, relies on there always being an oppressor and the oppressed. And if, if, if there's ever not the oppressor and the oppressed, their whole game is thrown off. They don't know what to do if there's not the oppressor and the oppressed. And there's always victims. Everybody's a victim, right? And we've got to cancel somebody every day of the week. Somebody's got to be canceled. Uh, but this is never-ending. I mean, there, there's no logical conclusion to this where the left, where these, where these sexually deviant radicals go, all right, we're satisfied. No, it's full capitulation, and that full capitulation knows no end. And we saw this back in 2015 and before that. Uh, many, many Christians and others warned the public, look, same-sex quote-unquote marriage, which it's not marriage, it's fake marriage. God defines marriage. Marriage is between one man and one woman. Anything outside of that is not marriage, so it's fake. But this quote-unquote same-sex marriage... Um, we, everybody, not everybody, many Christians warn the public that this is not going to be enough. The Supreme Court ruling in 2015 on Obergefell legalizing that which 30-plus states had, had blatantly said was illegal and unconstitutional, by the Supreme Court le legitimizing that through their ruling, they did not settle this issue. They actually made things worse. Because not only now is same-sex quote-unquote marriage the status quo in America, but now if you disagree with that, well, you should be fired. If you disagree with that, well, your church should be shut down. If you disagree with that, well, you should be canceled. And so that's, that's the can of worms that our Supreme Court opened up, and they had no standing to start meddling around in state constitutions defining marriage but they did and just like they did in the 1970s with the Roe versus Wade ruling they thought they were going to settle an issue but they only made things worse they only made things worse and this issue over marriage is far from settled 
it's far from settled. And we have a campaign going right now called By Design. And so we're pushing back on this narrative that somehow a man can start deciding what marriage is. God decides what marriage is, and that's what our By Design campaign is all about. You can go to afa.net forward slash by design, afa.net forward slash by design. Another thing I want to mention before we move on, or before we go into a break, is New York City voting to remove the statue of Thomas Jefferson. Yes, you heard me right. This is not the Babylon Bee. New York City is 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 moving to remove the statue of Thomas Jefferson at their city hall in New York City. Yes, Thomas Jefferson, the author of the Declaration of Independence and the third U.S. president. Apparently, Thomas Jefferson wasn't woke enough or isn't woke enough. And so he's about to get canceled from City Hall in New York City. I mean, this is astounding. This is this further proves my point that these folks know no end. This this woke mob, they will never be satisfied. They will be never be satisfied until we're running a fully Marxist state-run uh, government and state-run everything like over in China. And then those of us who dissent, well, we're going to go to jail. If you follow this mob to the logical conclusion that they're wanting to take us, we will be China 2.0. We will be China 2.0. Anyone who disagrees with the state-sanctioned message or political narrative, if you don't agree with that, well, you're going to get canceled and you're going to get put in jail and you're not going to have a First Amendment. That's where this goes. And by the way, if you if you say to yourself, well, if if anyone in America's history, if any leader in American history has anything bad on their resume, well, then their statue should be removed. Then we would hardly have any statues in America because I can go through, we can go through key players, influential people in American history, and we can nitpick something about their personal life that just doesn't add up. And does that mean that we should yank down their statue? One name that comes to mind is Bill Clinton having an affair in the Oval Office with an intern. Maybe we should pull Bill Clinton's statue down. AFA at the core will be back in a few minutes. Then Elisha prayed and said, Oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. One morning, Elisha's young servant went out first thing and saw the Syrian army surrounding Elisha's hometown. The servant was racked with fear and cried out to Elisha, What will we do? Elisha said, Don't be afraid. There are more with us than are with them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, Open this young man's eyes. The servant then saw the mountain full of horses and chariots of fire. As opposition mounts in our lives, fear not. The Lord who is in us and with us is greater than the hostility present in the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Researchers estimate that prolonged feelings of loneliness can actually shorten a person's life by 15 years, making isolation as equally impactful as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. God made humans to be in community with one another, to love and care for those in need. If your girl is feeling lonely, acts of service might make her feel more included, valuable, and necessary. First Peter instructs us, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Have your girl list three ways she can serve others with the gifts God has given her. Equip her to turn this list into a reality and prepare to see her grow in community with others. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Here are Tim and Riley Wildman for the AFA Foundation. Riley, what is your title? The director of AFA Foundation. One of the best ways you can have income for the rest of your life and know that uh, you will be supporting the ministry of American Family Association is to... To give a gift to American Family Association and American Family Radio. Do you also deal with people who want to leave AFA in their wills? Yes, sir. That's exactly why they call. And that's why we also have another option besides a charitable gift annuity. People sometimes also call and do an outright gift or also leave us in their will. Now, when anyone calls in and asks to talk to you, ladies, will all of them talk in a Southern accent like you do? Yes, they will. Call Riley Wildman at the AFA Foundation, 800-326-4543, extension 345, or visit afafoundation.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to be with you today. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net, AFR.net, or the American Family Radio app. We're also live streaming the video on Facebook or YouTube. Just go to AFA at the Core on Facebook or YouTube, and you can watch the live stream there. And in just about a week and a half, we're going to be launching AFA Streaming. AFA Streaming is our new video platform. We're going to launch that in about a week and a half on November 1st. It's a Monday. And we're going to start out with uh, uploaded content. All AFA-produced content is going to be uploaded to that platform. AFA at the core will be uploaded there after each show. And then heading into 2022, we're going to start working on a live feature. You can actually watch the shows live just as you do on YouTube and Facebook. So that's an exciting announcement, and we're going to have more details for you on November 1st, details how to register on November 1st. So stay tuned for that. We have a couple guests in studio. One I'm not so excited about because he's on with me every week. (sighs) The other two I'm a little more excited about. But Wesley, are you there with me? I'm here with you, and at some point, Walker, our audience is going to get tired of us harassing each other on live radio, so we're going to have to move past, you know, the things that you don't like about me and I don't like about you. No. Uh, so hey, we're going to have to we're going to have to resolve our differences? Yes, you know, just agree to disagree. Um, and, and one thing our audience needs to be reminded of um, each time we do the program, and that's that I'm older than you, 
and I'm more important than you at okay. AFA. Should I stop now? So you're wiser than me. Wiser. <laughs> no. So you're pretty much better than better than everything. Yeah. Better at everything than me. Hey, that's what. Hey, happens. Wesley, you're in studio. You're you're in studio. I'm not. So why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, we have two guests today, which I'm thrilled about. Not just because of who they are and what they believe in and how much they mean to AFA individually, but more so, uh, or even, even just as important uh, project that they've been working on that we're excited to tell you about. We have Ann Cockrell in studio. Welcome, hey. Ann. Thank you. Good to be here. Glad you're here. And Kendra Knox. Yes, I yes. go by White on the White. radio, Correct. but Kendra White. Okay. <laughs> I'll answer to both. Well, I have uh, got it wrong so many times <laughs> in the okay. past <laughs> that I wanted to make sure I got it right this time. So, uh, welcome in studio. Thank, Thank you all for being you. in. Now, y'all have been on throughout today yeah. for on American Family Radio and other uh, hosts or other programs, but uh, our audience, uh, we each program has a little, uh, we have some people that listen, have the opportunity to listen throughout the whole day. But most people are, uh, have different programs for different reasons they're able to tune into. So tell our audience why you are in studio. Ann. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're in the studio today to talk about a new um, broadcast that AFA is presenting. Um, it'll air for the first time this coming Saturday at 5 p.m. Central. It's called Hannah's Heart, and it is all about clinging to Christ through infertility and miscarriage or child loss, um, whatever that loss looks like to, to you. And so um, we're just going to be here for couples going through that um, and, yeah, try to talk mm -hmm. about topics that are super serious some days and then some days um just have a little fun with it good well you know how important it is uh my wife and i we have uh, uh recently in the last year and a half or so lost had a miscarriage and i did not know until once we had experienced that how many people have experienced that and then within that i also didn't realize that it was just really not discussed about in a ministerial way yeah. it was almost more passive and it happened uh so two i did not realize how many people go through that and uh, or one i didn't realize how many people and two i did not see any type of ministry opportunity or outreach right. so that's exactly what this is is it not yeah. kendra yeah, so it's a kind of a unique ministry in that we're helping couples talk about infertility and miscarriage from a biblical lens. Yeah. And so kind of what that looks like is if you find other ministries or just Facebook pages that, not ministries, but just they're like positive vibes, you know, good feels. Like sure. they don't have the Lord to lean on through the right. through the highs and the lows. Right. And as believers, we grieve differently than the rest of the world. And yes. I know you mentioned miscarriage. I ran into your beautiful bride yes. the other day and we had a little boohoo session together. Yes. And, you know, uh, <laughs> one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage. Mm -hmm. That's, One that's in crazy. four. Yeah, and that's I had wild. no clue. And no, there's people no in your church around you that you have no clue what they're dealing with. And so I know it seems kind of crazy to have a radio show based just on this topic, but it's such an isolating topic that right. I think that couples that are dealing with this need an avenue to discuss the feelings and emotions and the spiritual side of what they're going through. Because you, you do wrestle. I mean, I don't know about, about you, Wesley, but... Um, Eric and I, we've been believers for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And when we had our miscarriage, mm -hmm. my gut instinct was, what have I done wrong? What sin have yes. I done to blame yourself? And, and, and I know that that's not the way it works, but it's just, it's instinct. And so we right. want to help couples walk through things like 
processing grief. Mm -hmm. uh, why do bad things happen to believers? Mm -hmm. um, we also want to help them um, get into some of the ethical stuff of like when you get into fertility treatment. Sure. Um, when life is being created, are there extra embryos? Are you treating life responsibly? What are the options for Christians? How do you deal with a clinic that doesn't believe that life began at conception? Exactly. When that's, as a believer, that's very important to us. So we're going to have some special guests on um, some doctors and uh, and also the wide variety of options that are available. God's story for Anne and her family is it might be different than what he does in my family. Sure. It might be fostering. It might be adoption. It might be biological children. It might be snowflake babies, which maybe you've never even heard of what that is and don't know it's an exactly, option. Yeah. But we're going to have guests <laughs> on to talk about all of these things and help couples. We currently are having these conversations with our husbands. And sure. so yeah. while we are walking through this journey, we want you to walk along with us. Absolutely. Uh, Walker, before I go to before I hand the uh, baton off to you for a second, the program is called Hannah's Heart. It will premiere this Saturday at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, you can go to AFR.net, and on the podcast channel, you'll find there it says Clinging to Christ Through Infertility and Miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And I want to back up just a little bit. Uh, also, just want to include this is a premiere. This is an AFR host hosted by AFR and AFA staff members and uh, who are interviewing now, Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Uh, I want to back up a little bit further. Um, okay, we talked about some of the things you're going to be discussing and why we're going to be discussing them. But, Ann, why don't you tell us just a little bit of how we got here, what led mm -hmm. you to this ministry? All right. So, <laughs> well, um, before I worked at AFA, I worked from home, and I loved that job, but I was at home every day by myself. And when you're going through infertility, when you're going through miscarriage, it's already a very isolating and lonely time. Mm -hmm. And so when I was by myself every day, it was a pretty lonely time. And um, But I do feel like the Lord used that time to lay a ministry on my heart, a book on my heart. I didn't, I didn't know at the time what that looked like, but I knew that the Lord wanted um, to use our experience for His glory. And so um, I started trying to find different books, different devotionals um, on this topic and on the women in scripture who struggled with infertility. And I never could find anything that I was desiring to find. And so I started just going to the word itself and just um, studying those women. And Hannah is um, someone who just really stuck out to me. Um, long story short, Hannah uh, could not have children. And um she and her husband would go to the temple once a year. And while she was there one time, she was caught by the priest praying with her eyes closed, but her mouth was moving, and he thought she was drunk. And he even asked her, he was like, when are you going to stop drinking? <laughs> and she was like, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I promise, you know, I'm sad. And um, she had already committed to the Lord, you know, before she even knew what her, how her prayers were going to be answered. She had already said, God, if you give me a son, I promise to give him back to you. And um, she did. So before she left the temple that day, Eli, the priest there, said, go in peace, and may God grant you your, your wish, and he did, and it says that the Lord remembered her, and then a few years later, she gave that baby back to the Lord, and then she went on to have children after Samuel, and so um, that's the reason why it's called Hannah's Heart, 
and uh, I came to you, Wesley, and Walker. I t- think I talked to you. Uh, about I was this. hoping we were going to get some credit <laughs> for this at some point. I mean, for class, t- class ticking down. We got six minutes left. <laughs> Give us some credit here. So <laughs> y'all both get credit. Okay. Um, Walker, I think we discussed it at y'all's kitchen table one time, and yeah. then um, Wesley, I, I think, think we, we did. did yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we discussed it here, mm-hmm. and I, Wesley, I think. When I came to you with the idea, it was more like, here's an idea, AFA should offer it maybe, and uh, let me know how it goes. Yeah. And you were like, all right, so when do you want to have the first meeting? Yeah. And, and I was like, uh, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, uh, you know, to, to, y'all, to Kendra's point about the number of, and Wesley mentioned this, the number uh-huh. of people impacted by infertility or miscarriage. You know, when you say 25% of pregnancies end in this, mm-hmm. um, but then you think about uh all the families, mm. everybody that's connected to this. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just a, this doesn't just affect the female or the married couple that are going through this. You have um, moms that need to minister to their daughter. That's right. You have dads. Uh, you have everybody involved. You have the husband that's, that's going through this with their wife. So it really, you start doing the numbers, it really affects a lot of people, uh, especially right. in churches. So we need to know, we need to know how to yes. address this. And well, a similar that. show that we have. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna. I, I was gonna say that a similar show that we have that's not on this topic, but it addresses a almost a not a niche, but it addresses a special struggle, and that is caregiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Rosenberger hosts Hope for the Caregiving, right. and if you're not a caregiver and you haven't gone through that, you're thinking, "Well, I don't really want to listen to this show. Is it really important?" Sure. But then you start listening, you're like, "Wow, caregivers do go through a lot, mm-hmm. and they need to be ministered to." And so the same thing could be said about this. It needs to be addressed, and I'm glad, so glad you guys are going to have a weekly show here on the network uh, that ministers to people who are going through this and people who know about others who are going through it. Yes, well, you mentioned husbands and wives in the way that they process infertility. How a couple responds to either miscarriage or infertility is huge. And I know AFA has has the the by design movement right now that Mm -hmm. is trying to encourage healthy marriages. And so this is actually... uh, how how my husband and I got involved. We did a little a little video for by design talking about our struggle with infertility, and um, that's how Anne was like, "Oh, you struggle with that? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah." And so it's amazing how when you find other couples, we uh-huh. went and we went and had a coffee together, and like it was one of those days that like you, I was like a a sponge, sure. and Anne was like pouring water <laughs> onto yeah. my thirsty soul just to be able to talk to that, yeah. and we were like, if just the two of us experience that, like, we want to provide that so that we don't want this to just be a show. We want this to be a community of yeah. people that yes. can encourage each other, and we actually have an email address if people want to email us. We want to connect with you, and we'll work towards sending out regular prayers uh-huh. and communications so that um, that you have someone pointing you to Christ because it's so easy to get off in the weeds. And and that email address is um, Hannah's Heart at AFA.net, no apostrophe. Um, Hannah spelled like it is in the Bible um, with an H at the beginning and the end. Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. Yeah. And so that's one way they can. Hey, Ann. Walker, go ahead. Yes. Sorry, Wes. I want to jump in real quick. Mm-hmm. Ann, you have a, an exciting announcement to tell our audience here. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have a you have a little baby coming. We do. Is that right? We, we do. We're expecting our first baby, biological baby, in January, and so we are super excited. We we've had um, four miscarriages along the way, mm. super super early miscarriages, and so the fact that we've made it this far with um, baby Jane, that's her name, um, is just a blessing and a humbling experience yeah. and really a whole nother 
roller coaster in itself of emotions and so anyway no thanks walker we're we're excited <laughs> and just to be clear, yeah so ann's like you just like broke the news i didn't even tell my family yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. hey, hey mom no, we're gonna call you real quick hey, how far along were you because there's no hiding uh, it now. 25 way. weeks okay so. Yeah. Right. Well, and that you bring up a, a good point. Like infertility affects you even after you conceive, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you, you and your yeah. husband have dealt with we, that. Uh, Will actually even said a few weeks ago we were in the car after a doctor's appointment. He was like, "And I have to try every single day to not worry that mm-hmm. we're going to lose her today." Sure. And it is. It's something. Um, we had a difficult time in the beginning where I had to go to the emergency room, and I just instead of even being sad about that scare, I just thought. Well, I knew this was going to happen. I knew yeah. I knew she wasn't really going to make it. It was too good to be true. And, um, yeah. you know, everything is fine now. She's good. She's healthy. Doctor's keeping a good eye on her. Um, but it is crazy how uh, infertility affects you even during a healthy pregnancy. And uh, something else y'all will discuss a lot in y'all's program is adoption and fostering. Too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we got about a two and a half minutes or so left, two yeah. minutes quickly tell us a little bit about your experience with fostering because this yeah. is a topic that will come up on the program we, as well mm-hmm. we do talk about foster care and adoption um will and i started fostering about two years ago and right now we have three kiddos in our home that mm-hmm. we have fallen in love with that our families have fallen in love with um we have a baby boy he is 15 months old and he has been with us since he was two days old and he has my whole heart and he knows it <laughs> he can just look at me and yeah. knows that i'm wrapped around all of his fingers um and same for will mm-hmm. will Will, he has Will wrapped around all his his fingers too. (laughs) So, um, but he has changed our lives and the Lord has used that sweet baby um, to show us what parenthood can look like and how it can look like to love someone else's child that will never look like you. But um, he, we are, we're in love with him. So that's all I can say about him. But Hey, that's um, awesome. Hey, um, I just want to say with the little bit of time we got left, Kendra, and then I'll let you make some final comments. But I know that have, having sat with, through a couple meetings, heard your heart, saw your list of uh, topics and, and, your, and your strategy and your plan and how everybody throughout the ministry, our graphic design, those on the radio have come together yeah. to make this uh, ministry happen. I just want to say that it's, uh, there's, there's projects you do because you know it's the right thing to do and you know that God's going to use it. And then there's other projects where through, through the beginning and all the way through, you just feel like the anointment, the anointment of God mm-hmm. on this. And I believe that's Amen. true about this project. We've got Amen. 45 seconds left. Got- Look, we just want you to connect with us. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. We, you can find us on the podcast page on American Family Radio. Just look for Hannah's Heart and... Um, come on the journey with us yeah. and let's encourage each other. Starting we need Saturday, it too. Saturday, Walker. That's right. All right, that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Kendra and Ann, for coming Appreciate in studio. It. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, Wesley, thanks yes. for coming in, brother. Hey, I'm and glad to be you'll in. be, yeah, I'll see you Tuesday. Yep, I'll uh, be next back week, in there be Tuesday. Back. And I'll it. be back in studio. All right, AFA at the core, Walker Wildman will be back in just a few minutes. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net.
too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS, his mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings, they came to Christ. They prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked, Ahmed, what's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hated me and where Jesus says I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible it meant everything to him and gave him perspective and his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Bible League invites you to send God's word to Bibleist believers around the world in our campaign The World Needs the Word at only $5 a Bible, every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD 800-YES-WORD or give it sendbiblesnow.org sendbiblesnow.org org. This is William Owens, America's Poet. I judge myself no more. I judge myself as if I know the fabric of my creation, the logic of my mind, the depths of my heart, the intent of my soul. We spend countless hours every day, sometimes without even knowing how much we judge ourselves. We're so down on the one that loves us the most, and that's Jesus. We're down on him because we don't believe that he judged us when he died. It is time we arise to newness of life and forgive ourselves as he has forgiven us so that we can go forward and do the purposes for which he's made us. Stop judging. I judge myself no more. This was a poetic expression of hope, love, and forgiveness from America's poet, William Owens. For the entire poem, his on-demand poetry concert, and more, please visit americaspoet.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to be with you today. A special guest we had in studio last segment, we had Kendra White, Ann Cockrell, and my brother Wesley Wildman. Anne and Kendra are will be hosting a show, a new show on American Family Radio called Hannah's Heart, dealing with infertility and miscarriage and how to minister and grieve uh, well, uh, grieve biblically rather, through uh, that process. Uh, it's a very important uh, issue that needs to be addressed, needs to be uh, spoken to from God's Word. So that's what we're going to be doing here on American Family Radio each Saturday. The show is called Hannah's Heart. And it will be airing this upcoming Saturday, actually, here on American Family Radio. And, of course, you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net. And it will be airing 5 p.m. Central, 5 to 5.30 p.m. Central each Saturday here on American Family Radio. If you go to AFR.net and click on the podcast section, scroll down to the bottom, and you will actually see the podcast link there. Uh, on our website, AFR.net, under the podcast section. Just look for Hannah's Heart 
uh, program, and you'll be able to click on that come Saturday and actually be able to listen to the podcast there. Um, uh, we actually, I've actually given away all the tickets. I got about 30 emails sitting in my inbox for the um, uh, Ends of the Earth um, showing that's tonight, October 21st at about 7 p.m. at your local theater. So I've only got 10 tickets, though, so I've basically already given away all of those tickets. So thanks to you who emailed very quickly uh, asking for those tickets. I'm going to get off the show here in about 15 minutes. And I will email each uh, the first ten the first ten that came into my inbox. I'm going to email those promo codes to you so you can go see this movie, this documentary, Ends of the Earth, in your local theater. And that is a production of a Mission Aviation Fellowship and Change Media. And it's all centered around Christians flying planes into these remote villages with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with humanitarian aid, and with all kind of other assistance for. Um, for for uh, people all around the world in remote places. So that's what that documentary, Ends of the Earth, is about. So I will email those promo codes as soon as I get off the show. Back to the topics of the day. I wanted to play a few clips here. You know, um, this uh, the, the whole issue back in 2020 uh, around Election Day and after the weeks and months following the November 2020 election, there was a lot of questions about how the election was conducted, uh, what kind of laws or rules or regulations were broken or breached um, as a result of the election in various states across the country. And, and, and we could go through all the lawsuits and the plethora of evidence that that election laws were not followed properly in various states across the country. And I could do that. I could do a whole show on that. And I actually did do a show on that uh, back a few months ago, but nonetheless, um, there 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 was and is this narrative that if anyone dares to question the results of an election, well, then you are um, you are uh, an insurrectionist. You should not question the legitimacy of our elections. How dare you question how our elections are conducted? Um, it's one thing, and I, I understand this. It's one thing to definitively accuse a party or a candidate or a um, official of a voter fraud or uh, stealing a stealing an election. I mean, that's pretty amped up language that we got to be very careful with. Okay, if we're going to make accusations, we better have evidence to back them up. Uh, so I'm very hesitant to just willy nilly say that so and so's election was stolen. Uh, such and such election was a rigged election. I think as believers, as the body of Christ, we have to be very careful about throwing around accusations, especially when those accusations are hinging on very, very little evidence or circumstantial evidence. So that being said, I don't think it's wrong to want to investigate and explore how our elections are being conducted and whether or not they're being conducted properly. And all of that being said, I can definitively say to you, that there were election laws and there were election uh, procedures that were broken in the 2020 election. Was it enough to change the outcome? Maybe, but probably not. I don't know that because there hasn't been a full and thorough investigation uh, by officials that are that are charged with that. But nonetheless, people should be able to question um, how elections are run and raise uh, legitimate questions and have those questions answered about how our elections are run. So I, I say all that to say, 
that the Democrats have actually been the party and the people that have historically questioned our elections. And you say, what? I thought it was only Republicans and conservatives that questioned the results of the election. Oh, no, no. Democrats have been questioning and disputing election results for a long, long time. And one example of this is the former governor of Virginia, and who's actually running for another term as governor, Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe is running um, on the Democrat ticket in Virginia right now, and that election is about a week or two away in Virginia for the gubernatorial seat. Well, this is a clip that was put together by his opponent. This is a clip of Terry McAuliffe, a Democrat, questioning the uh, results of his election about a decade ago. Clip four, let's listen. Do you think this next election is going to be on the up and up? Oh, I'm very concerned. I mean, I can tell you, in Virginia, when I was governor, I had to replace all the machines. As governor, I got rid of all of our DRE. I remember when I first voted, when I went to Richmond, moved down as governor. I remember I went and voted in 14. I just moved to Richmond. I just got elected governor. I remember I kept voting in the Senate race, kept voting for the Democrat. Republican name kept coming up. I hit the machine for Warner. Gillespie's name lit up. Three times that happened. I did it four times. So then I had an investigation done. So I took the machines and I hired hackers. Listen to this. Listen to this. They were able to hack into our machines from off-site. Off-site. In about five or six minutes. It took them six minutes to hack into our OptiScan machines. In four minutes, they were able to change a vote. It took another two minutes to change a vote. I de-certified all the machines. I was very disturbed by that. It happened to me again the next year. <laughs> wow. I did not put that clip together, but that was absolutely astonishing. That is a Democrat, the former governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, who is running for another term. <laughs> and he's saying over and over again that his election was a sham, that hit one of his elections in the past was, was illegitimate, that the voting machines were messed up. He kept clicking on one candidate, but it picked the other candidate, so on and so forth. He said he... He decertified the results uh, in, in a certain area based on the problems with the voting machines. So I, I, the only reason I play that is to, to show you um, that it is not a Republican thing to question the results of the elections. This has happened for a long, long time. And Democrats, they've really led the way. They've really led the way in bringing up doubts about how our elections are run. And Stacey Abrams, I mean, she is like... She is the leader in the movement of questioning and undermining our confidence in the elections. She ran for governor of Georgia a couple of years ago, and ever since then, she keeps, she keeps saying that the, the election was stolen. She keeps saying, the election was stolen. The Republicans stole the election from me. Well, she doesn't provide any evidence or proof to back up her claim, but she continues spewing out this claim that the uh, Georgia gubernatorial election a couple of years ago against Kemp that it was stolen is what she says. She says definitively it was stolen from me. Um, and so next time the media tries to convince you that Trump's the only one questioning the results of the election, well, that's just not true. Democrats have led the way. They have led the charge of questioning election results. Mark my word here. They have led the charge of questioning election results. And this gets into the entire... A projection that Democrats do in the media, they do this all the time. They're pro professional projectors. What does that mean, Walker? Well, they project onto conservatives and Republicans that which they are guilty of. 
they project onto conservatives that which they are guilty of. Prime example, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and the media kept accusing President Trump, then candidate Trump, of colluding with the Russians. Donald Trump is colluding with Vladimir Putin. No, it was actually Hillary Clinton colluding with Vladimir Putin. Remember the the fake plastic reset button? We're going to reset our relations with uh, with Russia, said Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. And so it was the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton that colluded with the Russians. They sent MREs and blankets to the Ukrainians who were trying to defend their sovereign borders. They wouldn't even send lethal weapons. The Obama administration, under the direction of the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, they would not send lethal aid to help the Ukrainians defend against Russian aggression. Instead, they sent MREs and blankets. This is no joke. Look it up. But all of a sudden, Trump is the one colluding with the Russians. No, it was Hillary Clinton and Obama who were colluding with the Russians. But they projected it so eloquently and so well on Donald Trump that everybody's running around going, Oh my goodness. Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. No, it was the Democrats that colluded with the Russians. Same thing here. Oh, it's Donald Trump's uh, undermining our election integrity. Donald Trump is undermining confidence in America's elections. No, Democrats have been undermining confidence in America's election, and they've been doing that for some time now. They are the leaders in undermining confidence in America's election. I digress. I move on to another topic. Um... Uh, Pfizer, the company that's producing one of the shots, one of the COVID-19 shots, uh, Pfizer, man, they've been sponsoring all kind of network television uh, recently. They've been sponsoring all kind of shows. And if you wonder if Pfizer's going to get a fair shake and get an objective shake by some of these media companies, you know, I just wouldn't bet on it. Uh, I'm going to play clip seven here. This is major networks uh, showing sponsored by Pfizer on all of their shows. This is a uh, a montage of all of your major CNN, MSNBC, and other networks uh, that are being underwritten by Pfizer. Let's listen to this. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Well, another montage, another beauty. Uh, that was all the shows, all the network television being brought to you by Pfizer. That is no joke. That are, Those are real clips of CNN and all the other ABC uh, network television shows being brought to you by Pfizer. And the only reason I play that is to show or is to really bring up questions uh, about, you know, can we expect a fair shake uh, uh, by these major outlets when it comes to the jab? Can we expect them to report uh, fairly on this COVID-19 shot? And, and I think the answer to that is no. I really don't think we can expect them to re report fairly. Not only 
are these major networks being underwritten by Pfizer uh, with advertising dollars, which advertising is not anything scandalous or unusual, but when you have a major pharmaceutical company underwriting network television shows that are then, the shows are then reporting on the Pfizer shot, well, what do you expect? Are they going to air that this show is underwritten by Pfizer and then run an expose on, you know, the side effects of the Pfizer shot or the adverse events in the in the in the VAERS reporting database on Pfizer? No, I don't think you can expect that. Um, so the uh, next time you're watching uh, network television, just know it's probably going to be underwritten uh, by Pfizer. Moving on to one more topic that I want to get at before we wrap up the show today is this entire narrative that uh, we're being told that the supply chain issues that America's facing and the world is facing is a direct result of COVID. That's what we're being told, and it's really laughable. Everything now, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, everything now is being blamed on COVID. If you can't get a hamburger, well, it's because of COVID. If you can't get um, any kind of th- any anything at the grocery store, well, it's because of COVID. Uh, that's such a broad excuse, and it's really an invalid excuse, because what, what our supply chain is experiencing now is very, very, very detached from an upper respiratory virus, meaning you can't say that, that an upper respiratory virus is causing our 18-wheelers and our trucks not to deliver materials on time and supplies and goods on time. You just can't logically say that with a straight face. What's going on here, and I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it again. I'm going to keep preaching it because the fake narrative is out there. What we're experiencing now is a demand overload. Washington, D.C. pumped trillions of dollars into America's economy without the proper supply chain to meet the demand. That is what we are experiencing. This was all induced by Washington, D.C. and by Joe Biden. And America is reeling the results of it. So our supply chain issues are not because of COVID. They're because of terrible policies out of Washington, D.C. That's the truth. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. We'll see you next time on AFA at the core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.